This is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's do our podcast for December covering the trout fishing that will be available and also the smallmouth bass fishing. Now, with the cold water that we're experiencing in our free-flowing streams, that causes the water temperature to drop drastically. This makes the fish slow down in their feeding. It slows down the amount of food that's in the stream. So what I do is look for the springs. There are many springs on Big Stony and almost all of these freestone streams. There are many springs that flow into them. And the water temperature in the springs this time of the year will be, oh, maybe four to six degrees warmer than the stream itself. So you want to try to find these springs and fish below them. Now, the alkalinity there causes a tremendous growth in crest bugs and the shrimp. This is a terrifically important food for the trout in the winter. Now, the way I try to locate the springs, first, if the stream is frozen over, ice almost everywhere, the warmer water coming out of the springs will cause this ice to melt for a short distance below it. It might be 10 feet or it might be 40 feet. just depends on how much water is in the stream and how much water is in the spring. So what I do if the stream is frozen over, I look for these places where the springs have actually melted some of that. And I go in and I fish below those springs. Now, if the stream is free-flowing and there's no ice on top of it, I look for the rich aquatic weed growth, which can occur on the side of the bank where the spring comes into it. Many of the springs pop up in the middle of the stream, and there'll be uh, this rich weed growth in through there. So if the stream is not frozen but it's flowing open, I look for those heavy places of weed growth, and I fish below those. Now, if the stream is 15 feet wide or less, I'm cognizant of spooking those fish. So what I do is fish upstream dead drift with Ed Shanks crest bug or the Murray shrimp. Both of them been about a size 14. So if it's less than 15 feet wide, I don't want to spook them, so I'm fishing upstream dead drift below those springs any way I can locate them. Now, if the stream is more than 15 feet, up to 20 to 30 feet, uh, Big Stony, for instance, has many places that it's, it's 30 feet wide. I'll still fish those springs, but I fish them across stream, casting still my shrimp and my crest bugs, casting right where I can tell the springs are entering the stream. Let them sink deeply and strip them back, oh, maybe just a sort of a two-inch spurting action. As deep as you can get them, slow action across the bottom, and then I work my way downstream as far as I feel there's influence from those springs. This is very effective. I used to do this on the Latorte for hours and hours and hours, and everything's frozen all around you. And here are these big trout out there feeding on crest bugs to beat the band. So don't pass these up and don't tell yourself it's winter, it's too cold to fish. 
put some gloves on and go out and give it a go because it does work. All right, let's talk about the bass. Now, the bass do feed in December. There's no question about it. They just aren't as active as they are in the summer. You're not going to catch as many, but you might catch some big bass. Now, what the bass are looking for, I'm talking about primarily smallmouth now. What the bass are looking for is an area in the stream where they get plenty of food, but where there's something that blocks the real strong force of the current. That's a no-no. They're not going to be out in those riffles. They're not going to be in those heavy runs. That's just, they, they'd work themselves to death. So a real hot spot in this time of the year are the back eddies. Now, the back eddies form below the riffles on the side of the stream with the slowest current. Now, did you get me on that? They're below the riffles, but they're not in the riffles. They'll be over on the opposite side of where that heavy riffle flows in. We have many of them around here. We have names for many of these. But there'll be big back eddies over on the slow side of the stream. Now, sometimes these back eddies will be 10 feet in diameter. I've got one in mine right now. When we float through there, I just slam my flies in there and fish them as deep as I can, as slow as I can. But many of the back eddies will range from oh five feet in diameter up to maybe 50 feet in diameter and they're just like great big lazy susans so you can fish these from the boat anchoring your boat out about 30 feet from them and then casting in there or you can wade down the slow side against the bank and cover them with that but there is a good chance of catching some big fish in there. Now, I use the Magnum Hog Sucker, Magnum Creek Chub, Magnum Darter, all in a size 4 to fish these. I just fan my cast over the entire area and try to fish the whole area carefully. If the water is, we'll say, 6 feet deep, probably you're going to do better with a sinking tip line. I like the Scientific Angler Mastery Sink Tip 3. And I just crawl those flies right across the bottom. Say a back eddy, oh, 50 feet in diameter. I might devote a half hour to fishing that because I want every bass that's back in there to see my fly, get a shot at it, and then I'll work on downstream to find the other next back eddy. But these are very productive. They're usually bigger than the average bass you'd be picking up in the summer. So give them a go, and I think you'll enjoy this. If you have any questions on any of this, I'll be glad to help you find them. I can verbally tell you where they are. I can go over the maps with you and show you some of them. But touch base with me and let me help you narrow this down because it's, it's really too good to pass up. So this is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Just ring me at 540-984-4212. Thank you very much.